0: Number 84, 2017 Camaro one First Drives
1: Welcome to the Camaro Show A podcast about all things Camaro and GM Performance News I'm Chris Frezza And I'm Jason Debler We're your hosts for this week's episode of the Camaro Show Want to be part of our show? It's easy Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at
0: 586-486-3182 So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show and welcome back, everyone, for another exciting episode of the Camaro Show. I'm Chris. I'm Jason,
1: and exciting it is. It's just getting better and better with the cool stuff that's coming out. I don't know.
0: Just, it's one of these days we're just going to run out of stuff. Nah. <laughs> it's like, it just keeps coming, and then it comes again. And then
1: <laughs> I, I look back on the years that we've been doing the show, which is many, many years, and sometimes you and I would sit there and like, what are we going to talk about? And then other days it's like, how are we going to fit all this in?
0: the you know, most recently we've had problems with voicemails. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. we got some this week though. We do. We uh, held over from last week because last week was dedicated to our SEMA episode, and this week um, we're going to get back into the thick of things with our normal broadcast,
1: regularly scheduled program. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the thick of it. So we've been talking about the. Uh, the ZL1. The ZL1 has been making some serious news lately. But now I think it's time for the spotlight to be shown on the 1LE. The underdog, the underrated vehicle that really didn't get as much attention as what I personally think, and Chris, I think you'll agree, didn't get with the, with the the in the 5th gen
0: Camaro. Exactly. Uh, sort of like, uh, not, not, I'm, I'm trying to think of the right words for it uh definitely a best bang for the buck especially in 5th gen form uh maybe not so much in the 6th gen just because it's the the car is a little bit more expensive and, and the options are a little bit more expensive here but uh performance bang for the buck for sure uh as we talked about last week when we were out in Sema Chevrolet held their uh, their media drives out there at Spring Mountain for the all new 2017 Camaro One LE for the media, and uh, this week, as we predicted, all of the outlets are coming out with their reviews, and one after another after another, it's unanimous. The Camaro One LE is a hell badass of a car. Oh a yeah, hell of a car. Um, BMW M4, what? It's just Camaro One LE, hands down, is. Uh, one badass car. And and
1: they even start this is uh the article I'm looking at is an autoblog. Um they're they're saying that it 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 they don't even didn't even like the Camaro, but they couldn't not like it after driving this is really really what I walked away with from reading it. I mean it starts off full disclosure, I'm not a Camaro guy, never have been, probably never will be, but that that one le really destroyed that M4. Maybe not in creature comforts and hoity toityness, but in sheer power and performance, guess
0: what? Blew it away. Blew it away. Blew it away. They like to compare it to the M4, which they said starts at 70, 72,645, compared to the SS1LE, which uh, is uh,
1: 44,400. 44 grand. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hey. They end up saying, in other words, if you want a Camaro, you should really want the 1LE. It's well worth the extra $4,500 for the V6 or $6,500 for an SS. And it doesn't require stomaching excessive boy racer styling add-ons. It really does beat an M4 around a track. And believe me, you don't have to be a Camaro guy to appreciate it. That's really saying much more than what the words do.
0: Yeah. And I I think another thing that's going to be kind of overlooked with the one LE, is this the first time they're offering the one LE in V6 form? Uh, so they're going to get the uh, the the one LE package for uh, the V6 car, which is going to uh, compete uh, quite well on the track in in V6 form. Incredible! I know,
1: outperforming the V8s of our early
0: tenure yeah. and doing all this crap they're saying 335 horsepower goes 0 to 60 in 5.2 seconds completes the quarter mile in 13.7 seconds at 102 miles an hour um Compare that to our Z28s back in the day when we couldn't get them to go faster than 14.4 at 98 miles per hour in the quarter
1: mile. <laughs> well, that was that might have been your Z28, but that was also my SS. <laughs> yes. it's like
0: 14.4, 14.4, 14.4, 14. That was like the magic number.
1: Pretty much want to kill myself because I spent a shit ton of money on this car <laughs> that I can't get to go any faster than the people that didn't spend a uh, ton of money on that car. <laughs>
0: But uh, I will link this up in the show notes. This one, uh, Autoblog, I think Motor Trend had one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a bunch of different articles. And then all the pictures. Uh, the car just looks spectacular, especially in – I like that blue one. I like the blue with the matte black hood, the black wheels.
1: Ugh. Here's the thing. The ZL1 looks badass, okay? Mm-hmm. But the 1LE looks serious. That's that's the word. Two words that I want to put to them. Serious. Serious. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not it's not the the upper echelon of the performance and technology. It's just there to race and win. Yeah. At a budget, maybe if you want to call it budget, yeah. compared to the M four, yes, on a budget.
0: Yeah. Now re- now remember again, one LE only comes in stick form, manual transmission only, and I know that still kind of irritates some people who don't want to drive. Uh, a manual transmission car. Um, an- another thing that seems to be uh, kind of upsetting some people is it's not available in two SS form, mm-hmm. only one SS. However, it's more of a bastardized one LS, like a, it's like <laughs> almost like a one point five SS because SS. <laughs> it, I mean, on the the one SS one le car, you do get heads up, you do get leather, uh, which is only available on two SS. You don't get the lighting, you don't get the uh, the. Um, Heated steering wheel, and, and and um, vented and heated seats, because in standard form on the SS is Ricardos or Ricardos if you're Ed, or and um, optional Ric- Ricardos in the V6 form. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ricardos. <laughs> that doesn't get much funnier than that. <laughs> but but nobody knows what I, we're talking. Well, a few people know what we're talking about.
0: I wouldn't mind driving one of these around.
1: Oh, no. Heck no. Are you kidding?
0: Yeah. And, and for the
1: for the budget, uh, that might be the ticket.
0: 44000 Sheesh. Yep. Yep. But then you got and that you, ZL1 beast out right now, too. Both cars yeah, but, are out.
1: Right, but when we were at SEMA, there was Magna Charger, there was Vortec, there was Pro Charger, there was SVE that all had blowers. You can always get a 1LE, and when the blow finances are right stick a blower on yeah and get
0: blown (laughs) did i tell you last week i was going out to dinner with my family at partridge creek mall and i parked right next to a brand new zl1 camaro yeah ctf ctf car it was a stick car um with an m plate on the back but it was black Everything was all black, black. You know, oh, it would look so good. And you know what? the 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 tiny little detail that I really liked is the red seatbelts inside. Yeah, that was just it. Just that was a detail that, that was like, wow. You know what? they They got that right. You know, I kind of like that. It's like it's like a little bit bold, but not too bold. Although, if the car was. Krypton green, I hope it doesn't have red seat belts inside. That'd kinda of be Christmassy. It's a Christmas car. You can put antlers on it and a red nose. Yeah,
1: nothing like just looking like a complete douche.
0: <laughs> oh. Like all the other jeeps and SUVs riding around during hey, Christmas. Hey, time. Oh, hey, oh, hey. Damn antlers.
1: Yeah. We're 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 getting to that time of the year, right? I know.
0: I know uh hey speaking
1: of SEMA, yes. um i had a really cool interview uh with a guy named ken thwaites Thwaite. not plural singular yeah. right yeah yeah um and and we all know him and i i probably shouldn't like ran up to him and said hey i know you you're the guy that bumped your z twenty fifth gen z28 into the wall and OnStar called checking to make sure you're all right but he's <laughs> great sense of humor about it but uh Ken's a, just, just a super, super cool guy, <laughs> super friendly. And uh, he, he, he's got a couple of businesses that support his racing hobby, and he does very good at ra- at, at the racing hobby. And uh, Showtime Motorsports is, is his thing. And I had a really boss interview with this guy. Boss. Boss. <laughs> You, you can't help but like him. Chris, you, you got it queued up. You want to roll it? You bet. So one of the cool things about being at the SEMA show is that you run into a lot of people that have a lot of fingers and a lot of pies. And it's always good. It's, it's, it's uh, for the love of the sport. Sometimes they make it a business. Sometimes they make it pleasure. Sometimes they're lucky enough to combine the two together and really stay busy and stay active. And I'm Happy to stand here with my new friend Ken Thwaites, Ken from Showtime Mo- Motorsports.
2: Tell us about you. Hey man. Well yeah, I hear you. You try and uh, start businesses and make them a success, and hopefully you're doing a business that you you enjoy and you love. So you know we started Showtime Motorsports. We've got a Camaro collection in Franklin, Tennessee. We've got 25 Camaros. 11 of them are '69 Camaros, ranging from pro touring cars to numbers matching original cars. And uh, so one thing led to another. And I got involved in Optimus' Search for the Ultimate Street Car, and that's a racing series that we do all over the country, and kind of started racing our Camaros. And one thing led to another, and we won the national championship uh, for that series in 2014 in a Z28 Camaro.
1: That's really spectacular. The Z28 has just been dominating the tracks left and right. Um, and, and you've got not only Camaros, but what else? What else do you, do you have uh, that are track that's track ready?
2: Well, you know, I started out in the Camaros, and as I got into the series, uh, the Evo popped out. And I know I've got a Camaro faithful out there that just thinks that I'm the Antichrist. Now it's like, how could you? Po- you know, the only thing worse thing that I could do is drive a Ford Mustang or something. But yeah, you know, that would be really that would really be going off the deep end. Sorry about that. But um, but I started uh, racing an Evo. We bought one. They're, they're really a capable car. Um, Because we do several different things. We autocross the car. We do a thing called a speed stop where you accelerate, turn around, and and stop in a a 20 by 40 box. And then you take it on the road course. So you need something that's very capable in all those uh, different events. And the Evo kind of does all those really, really well. It's got launch control, all-wheel drive, 510 horsepower to all four wheels. You know, the thing is just a little badass. It sure looks like it. I was taking a
1: look at it, and there's a tremendous amount of work in it, but it looks really cool. Nobody can deny the, um, the capability of those Evos. They made a real big impact on it. Speaking of big impact, though, let's go back to the Camaro thing. Um, the ZL1... He's uh, just produced the uh, 729
2: time there at the Nürburgring. Do you think that there's a ZL1 in the future for you in Showtime Motorsports? There could be. You know, everybody's been asking me, are you going to get a 6th gen? Uh, in our collection, we have every generation 1st through 5th gen right now and everything in between. And they keep asking me, "When? when is a 6th gen going to show up? And I, my answer is uh, when they might come out with a Z28. That's what I'm waiting for. ZL1 looks pretty fast. Um, I'm also waiting for aftermarket parts to be made for the car, uh, specifically carbon fiber body parts, and Anderson Composites, I know, is coming out with some stuff, and because I just don't want to be on the the upper end of that curve, I want to get the go-fast aftermarket parts for that car, and then go race it and go really fast in it. Well, then um, if the rumors about a new Z28 are true, then maybe I think you can't deny that there's going to be a 6th gen in your stable. I'll guarantee you, if a Z28 comes out, it, there will be one in our showroom at Showtime Motorsports.
1: Excellent. You know, I've actually been saying, when the ZL1 comes out, I can guarantee you guarantee you, that one's going to be in my garage.
2: But my wife doesn't believe me when I tell her that, and in fact, I think she's going to trump me on that. So. My wife says the same thing, and I just say, "Honey, it's an investment. It's an investment in our relationship." I don't know if she buys it or not. Mine's right over there. I should use that right Mine now. Too. Let's not say that too loud. Well, I'll tell you what—you've you learned how to take
1: your investment and make something awesome out of it. How can folks uh, follow you, follow your progress, follow all your activities that you do?
2: Yeah, I mean, we're on all over social media. Showtime Motorsports on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, on twitter and then me personally uh ken twaits uh, friend me on facebook man follow me and i'm on instagram too and you'll see all our videos that we produce we have uh, a series of web episodes that we started at the beginning of the year that highlights a collection our racing and and everything in between and we've got uh, well 23 24 of them out there right now you can spend uh, a good long afternoon watching them all
1: excellent well thank you so much ken for the time telling us about your your collection and your hobby, and we'll be following you. We'll be we'll be staying in touch with you. Hey, come on down and check it out. You got it. I will, especially now that I'm doing the, the show from Studio South, as I call it. There you go. So we'll definitely get together again. We'll do another video.
2: Get some hot chicken.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thank you.
0: Okay. Excellent. And he's in your area, too. So you're going to go have some hot chicken with him or what?
1: Yeah. In fact, uh, he's got uh, like a – like a he's he's kind of like a Ken Ligenfeller. He's got like a cool Camaro museum with a bunch of Camaros in it and everything, like so uh, he's he's doing a like a, a a meet and greet type type of thing at his museum um, just next week. So I'm gonna head down there and hang out with my new friend Ken Twaite. Thwa- I want to make sure I say that right. Cool. Thwaite. Yeah. Um, check out some of his cars because I guess it's kind of like one of the cool uh, landmarks down here for car guys.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Yeah.
1: He's he's the kind of guy that as soon as you meet him you're like I got a new friend.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. He is. He's a pretty cool guy. Yeah. Very cool. All right. What are we getting to next here? Oh, here we go. Here That's we go. Voicemail. Have you heard of the Fireball 900 Camaro? You know, I haven't, but you were telling me about it. You have. I posted this earlier this week on our Facebook page. Uh, this was an, an article done by Torque News. Uh, my buddy Patrick who wrote this article. Fireball 900 Camaro packs 827 rear wheel horsepower for around $90,000. Yikes. The crew from Black Horse Racing was the first to put a 6-gen Camaro SS in 9-second quarter-mile range at the 2016 SEMA show. They're showing off their new 900 package with 827 (laughs) rear wheel. Oh, my God. It's a I just can't imagine to have 827 horsepower under my right foot. That's... I just... It's I just, I just can't imagine. Yeah, is it usable? I don't no. know. I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's any specs here. What are they doing to it? Uh, they did this, the Fireball 700 Camaro with a 720 horsepower. And then the, the Fireball 900 Camaro starts with the 2016 Camaro with the LT1. It adds only a supercharger to improve the output, which is why the Camaro equipped with that package can be purchased for 52000 is that all? But the 900 Camaro is far more elaborate and more expensive, obviously.
1: Well, heck, I would hope so. They, they
0: add ported heads, custom camshaft, lightweight push rods, high valve, high strength valve springs, a new intake manifold, new long tube headers, and a supercharger. Next, they add high flow fuel pump, larger injectors, high flow cats, which, when tuned, will be above 827 rear wheel. Horsepower. So that's probably why they call it the 900. Uh, I'm going to link this article up in the show notes. So if you got $90,000 to spare and want a 900 car. Horsepower.
1: <laughs> ridiculousness.
0: Yeah. It says, according to the official Fireball Camaro website, the package has a starting price of $90,000, which they point out is less than $100 per horsepower with the 990 horsepower engine tune <laughs> out of this world and out of the, out of control yeah fireball camaro fireball 900 there you go
1: tell you what it's nice to know that if you're driving along you can pretty much smoke 99 percent of the cars that are out there
0: including your tires
1: tor- <laughs> and smoke the tires at 75 miles per hour yeah.
0: this is like da, 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 nah. <laughs> you just, can you imagine <laughs> doing like 80 and then just lighting up the tires it's got to be fun for a while. I would laugh. I would laugh. You, mm-hmm. you would, yeah, definitely need to invest in some more tires. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Great we can stuff. dream. We can dream. All right. All right. Voicemails, dude. We got yes. like four voicemails. We got an email, so we'll we'll start off with a couple voicemails here first. Ooh. Let me cue them up here. And here we go. Yo, yo, yo! What is up,
3: guys? It's AJ, the resident Mustang guy. And i was just calling in to uh talk about some interesting that i found i can't remember the article or where i found it um but i'm pretty sure you can get on ebay and find these about prices um i remember when they first when when you guys were talking about the first time they did the uh the dropping some colors on the 15 cars when they did the first color refresh and they dropped aqua blue metallic well um now, well, six, seven years later, Aqua Blue Metallic is now a very desirable color. And you sometimes you can find them cheap, sometimes you can't, especially the cheap SS. And the people that are buying the cheap SS that know what the car is, what the color is, these cars are now selling at a premium. And some 2010 Aqua Blue Metallics are selling for almost the price of a six gen, just because of the rarity of the color and because it was a one year only color. So uh, I found that very interesting. Um, I saw a two SS aqua blue metallic that was fully loaded, a twenty ten car. That car uh, was selling for I believe around thirty seven to forty thousand dollars, eighteen thousand miles on. So the Aqua Blue Metallic cars are uh, kind of going up in value. And I find it, you know, very interesting considering, you know, it's been such a short time. And uh, But, you know, at first the, the color wasn't selling, which is why it was replaced. But now it's a desirable color. So I find it very interesting. Oh, another thing I wanted to ask, well, we're, what ended up being the results of the uh, the uh, the car show tip thing? You know, what we uh, like and dislike about uh, car shows? But that's all I want to talk about,
0: guys. Talk to you later. Bye, AJ. Thanks for calling in. ABM Aqua Blue Metallic, uh, first year color for 2010, uh, fifth gen. Didn't sell very well. I think they sold, I don't know what the exact numbers, I think it was a thousand or less. Not many of the cars. Um, people who bought it loved it. Uh, I, so AJ's saying that cars, that color is extremely rare now, and and the values go. That's a seven year old car now. Crazy, uh, huh? With eighteen thousand miles, they're getting pretty. It sounds like about what the same, or a little bit more than what the car went for brand new in two thousand ten. Spooky. Well, people pay for whatever they want to pay for the rarity <laughs> I, and the desirability. Yeah. Yeah, if I want to sell this bottle of Crystal Pepsi I'm drinking right now, put that on eBay. Um, I paid. Or the- if
1: you want to sell an empty Altoids <laughs> tin for three hundred dollars, which you did,
0: uh, yes, yeah, exactly. People will pay for whatever. That's that's it's proven. It's proven. I don't I don't think everybody knows
1: that story. It was when eBay was still really ramping up and booming, and and you what what was it the story? You're just like I wonder if. No, uh, yeah. by, no, it was a penguin mince.
0: It was a penguin mince tin. And, and we had the same conversation. And I don't know if we were having this conversation on the podcast or if it was in the forum. And I said well, people. Long
1: before the podcast.
0: Because I said people will pay for anything. I go, I bet you if I signed my name on a penguin's mince tin, I could probably sell it for 20 bucks. And it went for 300 and something to some dude in Utah. And it was
1: nobody. We we cross referenced it across the CamaroZ28 dot com message board database.
0: It was nobody that we knew. Nope. <laughs> nope. I don't even. I I didn't know the person. I have no idea. I think it was. It went for like three hundred and twenty four dollars. Wow. Peppermints are still. Uh, penguin mints are still
1: around. The original caffeinated mints. Oh, dude. <laughs> you got them right there in front of you.
0: Brand new, not even open, dude. Brand new, just, not even opened.
1: You still ordering them? No, these are from like seven
0: years ago. <laughs> oh my god, what are you doing with those on your desk? I found them the other day and I just took them out. Well, eat them. I, I don't think they have. Uh, I'm trying to see if they got a uh, like a date or something on them. But
1: they're just mints. Just eat
0: them and they're shut up. Caffeinated mints. Penguinmints.com. Oh, I don't know. Those are the good and then days. and then a j right. wants to know whatever happened with your little contest. Uh, was it a contest? Yeah, you had people call in uh, to give their uh, opinion about car shows. What do you like about them? what don't you like about them, and then you're gonna give a cool prize away.
1: Ah uh, shoot, I probably ought to go through back through the archives because I think I owe somebody a prize. Um, somebody said really was I, I think it would be the first person that said that um, favoritism amongst the participants and the judges was a big issue, yeah, and that seemed is. to be a trend.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. Definitely is. So
1: I'm going to have to go back through the archives and figure out who that was and get them the prize because that seemed to be the biggest thing. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think I'd like to do a car show. I've been talking about it for years, and that's why I asked that question. I wanted to know what would it take to make the right car show, not just another car show. Yeah. So... Okay, I'll talk about it later on. Right. I got other things in the, in the in the works too, as always that are probably never going to see fruition, but it's fun to think about yep,
0: you' ready for the next voicemail?
1: You betcha, let's change the subject
4: uh hey guys, uh this is Jim from Sedona, and um I wanted to call about two things uh before I do that. I always have to remind you guys, it's a great show i love and uh, and enjoy watching <laughs> watching <laughs> listening to the show and um Uh, I just wanted you to know that. Okay, so anyway, there are two things I wanted to run by you. One was, listening to the show last week, you guys were talking about a car called a Caterham, and um, I think uh, it was Jason that was calling it a Caterham this and a Caterham that. Well, it's not that big of a deal, but the British actually pronounce it Caterham. So just for future reference, it's a Caterham, not a Caterham. I used to call it Caterham, so I'm guilty of that but for whatever it's worth. Second thing is this. This is much more important. Is um, they're showing on the net uh a ZL1 has landed in a dealership. Uh, and I guess guys are starting, or people are starting to get ZL1s uh, delivered. But how can that be? And the car magazines don't even have a road test on this car. How is it that they can Chevy can be selling these cars already through the dealers And we don't even get a road test to see what kind of numbers and stuff they're getting. Maybe you guys, in your expert knowledge and all that, uh, know how that works, you know, in the the press releases and all this on new cars. But that seems really weird to me. So if you can answer that question, I'd appreciate it. Again, uh, love the show, and you guys take care. I know you're at SEMA right now. I hope you guys are having a great time. Uh, Maybe someday I'll actually go to SEMA myself. Anyway, take care. Thanks a lot. Uh, Talk to you later. Bye-bye.
0: Jim, thanks for calling in, buddy, from Sedona. A place I'm gonna say again, I, I wanna visit someday. It looks absolutely beautiful. Does. Caterham, right, dude. Uh, Caterham.
1: Yeah, I was I was pronouncing it all wrong. So uh, it's I, I, it's called it's called the catheter.
0: <laughs> and
1: <laughs> No, thank you for that correction. Uh I don't even remember it.
0: it. <laughs> what's that? I don't even remember you saying that. It's it's one of the
1: cars that was uh, I think is is the fastest car on the Nurburgring. Oh, okay. It's, from that it's episode, like that. yeah, it's like a, it's, you look at it, and you're like, wow, that thing's for like from the '60s, but it's it's no slouch, man. It it moves. So Caterham, thank you very much for that correction. I would hate to sound like an uh, illiterate uh, sort of person. So yeah. yes, catheter. <laughs> um, uh, uh, he's he's got a really good question after that though. Uh, but why the ZL1? is it one dealerships are getting it, but the magazines aren't? That's a good question.
0: Uh, because they haven't done the media drives yet. That's why.
1: But you would think they do the media drives at least before or simultaneously with the re- release to the dealerships.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the ZL1 is, uh, I, I think, can, is, is a big enough name and a big enough car um, that they don't need a, a, a whole bunch of magazine articles in order to sell the car. Uh, obviously, there's been some magazine articles. I think Motor Trend did something with, with the ZL1, um, and they're now hitting dealer lots. Um, it's only the 6-speed the, the manual car right now. They're, they, they're not making the 10-speed automatic yet. Uh, I believe our, our good buddy Todd told us that I think they're going to start taking orders for the, the 10-speed automatics um, in December uh, simultaneously with the convertibles just the way the ordering goes um so i would i would i would guess probably in the next couple months they'll start doing drives or maybe they'll wait till they produced some more uh 10 speed automatic cars maybe that's what they're waiting for to do some media drives and then probably uh, we have winter so if they do the drives out west that would be probably better like they did with the 1LEs but um, I would say look for it coming very shortly. Coming you know, very I think shortly. It,
1: I think, yeah, good good point. Maybe they want to start to focus on that ten speed automatic, so they're waiting to get that out before they, you know, put the media ride drives together. But at the same time, they don't want to stop selling cars just to wait for the media. So right, I, I I'd put my money on that one. Actually, good good point.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thanks for calling in, Jim, and uh, all you guys. Thank you for calling in with your voicemails. If you got something you want to say, something that's on your mind, something you heard about us talking in the show and mispronounced, (laughs) why don't you give us a a call and here's how. Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you.
1: Just hit our digits at 586 486 3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a
0: message and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So, what are you waiting for? Do it now. Yeah, yeah, do it now. Uh, Do we have an email? We do. Our
1: good friend Mario Souza, um, who usually meets us at our SEMA meet and greet, but Mario. was unable to make it, yeah. um, he shot us an email. So here, here's what he said. He said, hey, guys, Mario here. Uh, hope you two had a great SEMA 2016 trip. Sorry that I could not attend this year. Family first. Uh, if David Hamburger is listening, sorry, David, I still owe you a few drinks. i hopefully get you back at next year's get-together. <laughs> uh Let's see here. After I see, saw your picture uh, from Buca de Peppo, where we had dinner afterward, got me thinking about this question. I'm writing this on uh, sa- Saturday, November 5th, so I have no idea if you recorded the podcast yet or not. Well, we kind of did, but we're doing another. That's yep. what we do. Yep. Uh, my question is, the both of you, Chris, you and I, as well as our fellow friends whom are in the industry that allow us to attend SEMA every year, maybe you can get this question out there and compile the stories together to share among the listeners. This will be a multi-question answer. Or I think you meant multi-answer question. Okay. Um, what year did you first attend? Oh, maybe it's right. what year did you first attend SEMA? And what was the most memorable memory from the show to be at? In part, a vehicle, a service, or builder, or event that stood out to you. For me, it was the year 2000, and at the time, I had a small growing online parts business, mostly selling Corbo seats and Maximum Motorsport suspension parts. The most memorable memory that I have. From the Sema trip was when I got to the GM booth and they had at least two vehicles that caught my mind, one being the 4th generation Camaro that had the 302 cubic inch engine, 6-speed hmm. manual transmission, and large four-wheel disc brakes. The other vehicle that stood out was a modern interpretation of a 1949 Chevrolet 3100 truck. A few later would pass a few years later would pass and that vehicle that we saw that day would become known as the SSR. So, my friends, what memorable first-time
0: SEMA trip do you have? Good question from Mario. Thanks, Mario. Um, you've been going to SEMA longer than I have. I started. I, think I went to SEMA in 2005, 2006. Okay, yeah, I started in 2009 uh, when they first uh, started showing the fifth-generation Camaro because I remember the convention center had a giant fifth-generation banner on yeah. the convention center. And it was like Camaro was the, the car of the show. But then again, back then too, uh, the economy had tanked and mm. there wasn't as many people coming to the show either. So I can say from, from 2009 to 2016, the show has gotten considerably larger every single year to now it's where if you don't get on the monorail at 7 a.m., you're going to be standing in a line that's a mile long. My, my I think my most memorable would probably be from the first show, and it's at the GM media event. We were walking around um, the convention center with Fitz during the uh, yep. the media event. They went to unveil a Camaro. They pulled the cover back and out popped Jay Leno. <laughs> That's right. I remember that. <laughs> and then he uh, he did a car. He did a car with uh, General Martha. I think it was a twin turbo car. Uh, and yep. he showed us, and he walked around. He talked with us, shook our hand. It was... That was, I think, one of my most memorable SEMA events. What about you? Um, I think when
1: I first visited SEMA, I knew it was a big show, but once you get there, you realize how huge the automotive aftermarket is. And it is only because you can, if you don't see that show, you don't see the full breadth of the automotive aftermarket. It is stunningly huge. And it really made me glad that I was uh, in that industry, at least at the time. Um, you know, I met a uh, couple UFC fighters. I met uh, Randy Couture, who I've got a picture of him choking me out at a rear naked choke. <laughs> um, we met, um, oh,
0: shoot. Um,
1: oh, I can't think of his name. Another UFC fighter. I met a couple UFC fighters there. It was pretty cool.
0: Um, oh, damn. that heavyweight guy, the, the, the animal dude uh, with the chains? No.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, he, uh, he hasn't fought in a while, I wonder, I, I kind of actually haven't thought of him in a while, but he was a nice guy, George
0: something, no.
1: What's that? George something? No, you're no. thinking of, of George the Animal Steel. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> eating the turnbuckles. No, I wasn't thinking of right. the <laughs> green tongue and everything. Oh. Um, just, just, <laughs> I, I think the best part is, is just, um, uh, seeing, seeing friends there that I only get to see there. I mean, I've gone, uh. Shoot, man! It's been over ten years now that I've been going to that show, mm-hmm. and you know, the first year you want to see every little nook and cranny you can. But by the time you've done it ten or ten plus years, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm going to do that, 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 and that, and then I'm going to get the hell out of there. And then I'm
0: done. Yep. Yeah, and then that's I'm done. that's the way I am now. I I set a schedule and I do it, and I'm done. Otherwise, you're walking be, around yeah. endlessly.
1: It used to be, I'm just going to walk until they close, and that'll just kill you. Oh, I met the gunny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I met the Gunny. I mean, you I meet a lot of celebrities there, but you also see some cool cars, but I think the best part is 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 the friends. The most memorable thing is um, probably just, just the friendships that I made there at that show in Vegas yeah. and yeah. losing all my money and then going to strip clubs and being drunk.
0: Oh. Yeah. Okay. SEMA, yeah. It's mostly Woo. just the friends, though. <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks for sending that in, Mario. And um, That's good. Yeah. We got a couple more voicemails, though. Yeah. So let's
1: do this. And we missed you, Mario. What the heck? Yeah. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, guys? AJ,
3: the resident Mustang guy called me in. All I can say is Seema, Seema, Seema. What they are showing about GM, man. All the different Camaro concepts. I don't, you know, GM came out false. I don't know what you guys' favorites are. I know you're going to talk about your favorites, but I have to talk about mine. Mine were the, uh, the Yanko Camaro, the new Yanko Camaro with that big blower, I mean, seven, 800 horse, you know, I mean, and you can't deny the heritage of a, oh, you Camaro, and it looks sick, and my, <clears throat> the other car was the, uh, the autocross concept, uh, the two-liter turbo car, in that bright greenish color, with the, the most crazy thing on it, with the GoPro mount on the tow hook on the front, kind of like a, uh, a budget uh pdr system a performance data recording system i thought that was really cool and all the different trucks that gm brought out so uh gm had a uh a real great showing outfit issued SEMA, and uh they need to build that uh that autocross concept basically putting a one le package on the uh two-liter turbo oh and the performance parts basically allowing somebody to take an SS and turn it into a full on drag car. That's, that's crazy. That's, that's wonderful. Especially where a lot of people only think about the smaller brakes. That was a genius idea. But, uh, that's all I want to talk about guys. is So, uh, talk to you later.
0: AJ, hey, we got him again. A voicemail is that uh, as, as we had said before, we, we held off for a couple of weeks on our voicemails to, to, um, bring them to you this week. So uh, AJ must have called in a couple times um in the last couple weeks but yes we uh, we went over all that last week in our Sema show uh that autocross uh, concept all that stuff is um is is buildable with um a Chevrolet performance parts and they're just kind of uh, showing you what what you can do uh and with with their own aftermarket type parts um how did they put it? Certified, validated, and guaranteed, or something?
1: Guaranteed, uh, designed, validated, and warranted, something like that. I should yeah.
0: know. We should know this. Yeah,
1: because they've been preaching it for a couple, three years now.
0: Right. So you you can feel just right going to your dealer, purchasing those parts. The dealer can put them on for you, and it does not alter your warranty whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And then you can race it, and that does not warranty your. It does not kill your warranty at all. So cool. Thanks for calling in, AJ. Uh, we got one more voicemail here. Let's see here.
5: It's Postal oh, shit. Tasing Day. What's up? Just thought I give everybody a good giggle, laugh, all that good stuff with uh, the tasing of Postal day. Uh The politics were getting all crazy and everybody was out, out, out to lunch. Anyways... So, all that's over, and we'll see what happens. But, in the other side of the news, the ZL1 prices came out. The, um, what do you call it, 1LE, V8 and V6 configurations. I'm not sure about prices, but um, I think those came out. And, uh, man, we got lots of choices. And 2016, are probably on sale, like two or 3000 And I think some of them are offering 20% off, something like that, or 0% financing. So can't wait to listen to you guys' show. Um, I guess it'll be the winter edition, you know, stay a little bit in the gas, the, the battery tender to keep the battery charged, and either coal or um, some kind of cedar chips in the trunk, I don't know, Thank
0: you guys later, Postal Dave. I don't know. Postal Dave, he does get a little crazy. Uh I did see that video on Facebook of him tasing himself. Um, I I don't know if I would do that. Have you ever? Anything have you ever done that before? D- have I done that
1: before? No, because I'm no. not stupid. Um <laughs> But. <laughs> No, any. You know what? I much appreciated anything to stop a the people crying or b the people being ass h's about the situation. And yes, that was funny. So um, funny. I've done I've yep. done some things to to distract negative uh, situations. Never tased myself. I should probably do that next.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for calling in, uh, Postal Thief. Uh, let's see. We're uh, we're right up to the. End of the show here with all those voicemails and everything. Uh do you have anything you want to talk about real quick to the end yeah, of the show? Yeah, real
1: quick. i'm glad we got uh got caught up on that, but uh, just real quick uh some unfortunate news, GM laying off 2000 employees across two separate plants
0: including the Camaro plant. How we? Yep, I uh read about that this week and uh saw it on the news. So uh don't didn't know what to, what to think? They said that uh, Cadillac sales were slowing, and uh, that was one of the reasons for the layoffs there. They didn't mention Camaro. They just they mentioned that that's where they build the Cadillacs and Camaros. So I haven't heard anything else. And then the, where's the other plant? Ohio, Lordstown. Is that what yeah, it was? That's right. Yep, yep. Uh,
1: so it's a twelve fifty at Lordstown and eight forty at the Lansing Grand River factory, which makes the Chevrolet Camaro muscle car at least they got oh, it right, as well car. as the Cadillac ATS and CTS luxury sedans. Here's the thing. Why didn't they call it the Cadillac plant if it's Cadillac sales that are slowing? I, I don't know. Whatever makes people read the article, I suppose. I guess, yeah. Um, speaking of that Lansing uh, assembly plant, uh, my Uncle Gary spent his entire career there as a tool-and-die guy, and he passed away on November 8th um, at the age of 72, so I'm leaving this mark as a as a digital for, as a forever digital mark uh, in homage to my uncle Gary, who is probably one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. So, wow. okay, yep, had, Here, Here's to Uncle light. Gary. Yeah, uh, to Uncle Gary. Um, another article. This this also comes from uh, Driving.ca, that I thought was kind of interesting. is is actually kind of scary, just to a little bit of the degree. The title is "Baby Boomers Might Be Getting Too Old for Sports Cars." <laughs> boomers swap Corvettes for comfort as sports car sales fall in the U.S. And it kind of goes on to talk about trucks and SUVs. And last episode, Chris, you and I talked about trucks being the big thing at SEMA. So yeah. um, I wonder if they're onto something again. Is, is it another, another cycle of Camaro hitting its heyday at the end of the fifth gen, beginning of the sixth gen, and things starting to drop? God, I drop. hope not. God, I hope not. Well... I don't have one reason why it's down, said Todd Christensen, marketing manager for the Camaro and Corvette. Boomers are still buying them for sure. Christensen said, Chevy is hoping to spark Corvette sales with a new Grand Sport, which offers more sporty this, that, and the other thing. Um, It just just caught my eye. Hmm. Because when the Camaro was starting to have its demise in the late 90s, early 2000s, it was because everybody having to drive the biggest damn Suburban they could get their hands on uh, to yeah. put nothing in the back seat <clears throat> and then the back seat and then the back, back, back seat.
0: What was that monstrosity that Ford made? The Ford Inquisition.
1: No, 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 the Expedition. Uh,
0: what Excursion.
1: What? Excursion, that's what it was. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, the thing was huge. Yeah, it was a massive thing. Uh, if you need it, you need it. But if you don't, get something that works for you. Yeah, send me all of those articles and I will link them up in the show notes. You got it, punk. And finally, we talk about the Dodge Challenger and the touch on the Dodge Charger. Nifty article from Road & Track. Today's Challenger and Charger could stay the same until 2021. (laughs) Why? I got a hard time with that one myself. Why? Uh, Did did they say why? A rumored 2018 redesign has been delayed, meaning the rear-drive Dodge twins stick around for the next decade. Wow. That's... Gonna be re- that. That's if 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 it doesn't get changed for another five years, the next generation Camaro might
0: be getting ready to come out. Yeah, yeah. gone through the fifth, sixth, and seventh gen before Challenger could even come out with one a new generation. That's that's nuts.
1: You no, know, on the other hand, the, you know, as we talk about every month, their sales, their stales their, sales, their sales, <laughs> sales have held steady. Yeah. So maybe they're just like, don't mess with it. Well, maybe and they'll. Just,
0: Increase the horsepower to a Hellcat Ultra. 900,000 horsepower. Yeah, there you go.
1: It'll call the Hellcat Challenger.
0: Come with an extra Wait. set of tires.
1: No, that's not right. They already have a Hellcat Challenger. I was thinking Challenger Space Shuttle. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I, I just don't get it. I, I'm just not sure if that's even accurate, but it, it, yeah. it, again, it caught my eye. What do you folks think about the little news tidbits that I've just dropped after... Our our voicemails here. What do you think the future of muscle cars or sports cars is going to be? Let us know. Yep. And that's all I got in the
0: world of uh, non Camaro news. That I usually like to wrap up with. Yeah, yeah. I saw an article. Uh, it was somewhere on Facebook. I think it was Jeff Lee about the um the Aztec. Did you Did you read that? Yes. Guy? That was absolutely hilarious. It was like. <laughs> Ten reasons why you should buy a Pontiac Aztec like right now, and they're talking about how it's going to be a collector's kind of a collector's car. It was it was weird and goofy, yet made some sense sort of. I think they interviewed the dude from Haggerty and and I don't know, saying that it's the most unique car you can drive to a Cars and Coffee or something like that. Well,
1: I don't know about that. I would think that you could. If you drove a, a mint condition Chevette or oh, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, Renault LeCar, maybe you might uh, get more or or hell, an AMC Pacer or a a, a Gremlin, you might get more attention, yeah. but maybe he's got a point otherwise. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. It's it's funny stuff. <laughs> it never it, it never gets old. Like no. the the weird cycles that the automotive industry has, It's 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 crazy. Yeah.
0: All right, dude, let's get out of here. We are out of time. We'll be back at you next week, and uh, I'm sure there'll be something something else new we'll be able to talk about. You betcha. Get Get your your, voicemails and emails in
1: so we can talk about them. Yep. And have a good rest of your weekend. Buckle your safety belts. Don't drink and drive because your dog will wonder why you didn't come home. (laughs)
0: Okay. We'll see you next week. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at
1: 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See See ya. ya!